Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Strong Mamas and Macros podcast. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, certified personal trainer, nutritionist, and yoga teacher here to help you with all the tips, techniques, and strategies to help you feel your strongest and your very best from the inside out. Today, we are going to be chatting about some of the ways that we can deal with um, what I like to refer to as our less than desirable habits, right? I don't like like to say, um, you know, bad habits or anything like that. But if I had to guess, you guys probably uh, know what I am referring to here. So I just want you to think for a minute, um, you know, we probably all have these things where we get frustrated with ourselves over these little things that we seem to do that we're not even thinking about, right? These are kind of like these automated things. And then it's not until after the fact that we kind of get frustrated. Um, Sometimes it's associated with guilt and shame. And um, so, you know, this looks like maybe finding yourself neck deep in a a, neck, neck deep um, in a snack bag whenever you feel upset or if you're stressed or if you're bored, even if you are 100% committed to your health and fitness goals. This is actually something that I see with a lot of my clients, a lot of the women that join my program, they've invested time, they've invested energy, they've invested money, and then they get really frustrated with themselves because they'll go back to reflect on their week and they'll say, well, you know, probably shouldn't have done this, not really happy that I did this, Um, you know, looking at maybe intending to drink a glass of wine and ending up, you know, having a glass of wine every single day or that glass turning into a bottle and, you know, getting to the end of the week when we're kind of looking at habits that we're trying to break, habits that we're trying to build, wishing that you haven't done that. So, um, you know, I'm going to give you some tips today, of course, to, to help with these things, but I also just want you to, you know, normalize the fact that these things happen. And I won't say that they're necessarily, you know, normal responses, but they're but they're common and they're just a part of the human experience. And it does not mean that you are a flawed individual has nothing to do with your self-worth or, you know, for me, I used to, um, I've talked about this before, but I I attached a lot of these things to just feeling inadequate. And if you start to notice this kind of spirals and shows up into other areas of your life. And this is why, you know, when it comes to, especially when, when people start working with me, right, they think that they're working on food and then it's like, oh yeah, but we're working on mindset. We're working on, um, you know, our relationship to certain things and all these different things. Um, so it's just kind of a, you know, kind of a mix of, of therapy, nutrition, and fitness all together. Um, so, you know, um, it, it, this is just a part of, of the human experience. There's things that we can do about it. Um, there's nothing bad about you as a person. Nutrition is not something that you can do good or bad. Fitness is not something that you can do good or bad. Um, but the thing is, is that I want you to recognize is these things that we do, these automated things that we do uh, without thinking are often learned behaviors. So these mindless activities are learned behaviors. And what that means is that we can also unlearn them. Um, So then your question is, you know, how do I do that? Well, so what we have to look at is 
how we formed the habit in the first place. So this is kind of a reverse engineering. And, you know, for anything that we're trying to get better at, honestly, the best way to look at it is kind of in the reverse. Like, how do we how do we get to where we want to be and how we can back how can we back it up to how we got into that place in the first place, uh, rather than trying to jump from one end of the pipe to the other. So um, how do you do this? So we look at how we actually formed the habits. Habits are these simple actions, these simple processes, these simple behaviors that we repeat over and over again in response to a trigger. Um, so a trigger doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. I know when we look at, you know, trauma responses and we, you know, even like the trigger points in our muscles, we always associate trigger with some sort of pain. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, but it is some sort of trigger that becomes automatic. And so, you know, I, you guys have probably, if you've been listening for a while or if you've worked with me for a while, you know, I often reference uh, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. I love that book. I read it. Um, I've read it every single year since it came out at least once uh, because it's it's so good when talking about, you know, human behavior, behavior and habit formation. Um, so, you know, this trigger uh, that we can talk about, um, um, uh, James Clear talks about the cue, the response and the reward. Um, this trigger can be an emotion. It can be a time of day or it can be something that happens around you. Um, so all these different things. And so what I also just want to point out here is, um, you know, we're not necessarily in charge of our emotions. We are in charge of our thoughts. Um, different things happen at different times of day, but, you know, there are certain circumstances that we have zero control over. Yes, we can control how we respond or react in the situation, uh, but this takes practice. And it's, again, this takes unlearning bad habits and learning new habits and good habits. So uh, we can also look at the story of Pavlov's dogs who salivated every time they heard footsteps of the person who fed them. Um, this happened because even before they saw the food, they knew they were about to be fed, right? Um, so I'm not saying that we're dogs here. You know, if you've heard me talk about reward with exercise and things like that, I'm like, don't reward yourself with food. You're not a dog. Um, but it is a cool story to illustrate how it works and, and to look at it from a psychological perspective. So when we repeat in action over and over again, our, our brain creates this link between what's triggering it and the actual act, action, and it strengthens over time. Another good analogy um, that I heard, and I, I don't know who originally came up with this, so I can't give credit here, uh, but thinking about having like a mound of sand and the marble goes down the sand and keeps going down the sand, and it, it, it basically uh, gets easier every time because it's making this little pipeline. Even like if you were to go sledding in the snow, you know, you start that first one, it's a little bit more challenging and it gets easier and easier and smoother and smoother over time. So essentially, these habits are creating like these grooves in our brain. And so, you know, sand, snow, whatever is soft. And so we definitely can make a new groove um, or a new path, but it's not as easy as it is to go down the old path. So hopefully that analogy kind of clarifies that and kind of, um, you know, clarifies how these, these little pathways, these little links work in our brain. So, um, so what the brain is doing is creating a path, pathway inside that automates what to do next. So all this is like creating systems in your computer, right? It automates what you want to do next. Um, then it, re it rewards itself with a shot of feel-good hormones. So all right, so in the snack food example, the trigger is feeling upset. The trigger is having, you know, a rough day at work um, or, you know, even being 
bored. And so maybe sometime in the past, you've tried to distract yourself from feeling sad or lonely um, by eating a sweet or salty food. And so that's how you dealt with loneliness. And that can be attached to boredom, um, sadness, all these different things. And so eventually your brain linked the trigger to the action. So I'm stressed. I'm bored, I'm upset, whatever it is, I'm going to go grab this salty, sweet, whatever, you know, your thing kind of is, and I'm going to dig into that. Your brain uh, loves habits because it gets a, a feel-good juice every time the pathway it creates. I don't know if any of you guys are, are like me, and I, um, you know, it, try, it drives my husband absolutely insane. Um, I am a creature of habit, so I like to go to the same restaurants. I order the same thing. Uh, I like to watch the same TV shows. I'll watch them over and over again. Um, I watch the same movies. I, I just don't, I like things to be uh, like routine or I don't know another word other than normal, but that's not really normal. Um, I listen to the same songs over and over again. I don't like to change things up. Um, it's really funny. We had to do a, uh, we were moving some furniture from North Carolina to Kentucky a couple of weeks ago. And so I get really bored driving and I'd run out of podcasts that I wanted to listen to. And I was kind of getting over the audiobook that I was listening to. And so I just go back to, um, you know, you can fight me over this, like the great boy band of all time was NSYNC. Um, you know, so I grew up in the 90s. And so I just went back to that. And I just love listening to the same things over and over again, um, because it just triggers, you know, happy emotions. And I, I get a little hit of happiness. And the same thing happens to us with food. Um, and so, you know, we just we just do the same thing over and over again. So if we get upset, your your body, your brain just kind of expects you to reach for the sweetie, the sweetie, um, the sweet or the salty little treat. So it's getting a, a, a hit of feel-good juice. And so while you're heading for the snack cupboard or the wine fridge or whatever it is, your your brain is basically just running on autopilot, right? We're, we're conserving energy. It doesn't have to think about it. This is an automated thing, and it knows it's going to get that hit. Um, and so meantime, you're busy thinking about um, you know, something that you have to do at work tomorrow, getting the kids ready for school, um, you know, whatever's going on the, in, in the weekend, whatever. You're, you're busy thinking about other things and we're just mindlessly doing the other thing that has to do with the food, the alcohol, whatever, um, recapping your day whatever, whatever it is. Um, and so your brain is not present in the moment, essentially. And so um, something that I talk with my clients a lot it are the components of good nutrition. And one of the, the components of good nutrition is being mindful of the things that we're eating. And so this is just a good example, I'm not saying that this is just, you know, again, not labeling bad here. Um, but this is just an example of how mindlessness uh, can get us into some real quote trouble, um, because our brain is not being present in the moment. And that's, you know, the key to short, short circuiting the loop, right? So um, being present, being mindful is going to like cut that pathway, cut that link so that you're able to make better choices, better decisions that are going to line up with your goal. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a, um, a little treat when you get home from work at all. Um, it just means that we're, we're changing the way that we're taking these foods in. You know, I'm not going to tell anyone that they can't have a glass of wine. I'm not going to tell anyone that they can't have potato chips. But what I am going to tell them is that we're going to do it in, in a mindful way. Um, I will, you know, again, um, you guys know that I'm not uh, against you having an alcoholic beverage, having a beer, whatever, but just, I just always want to remind you when I speak about mindfulness and when I speak about awareness, we do have to be conscientious of the fact that alcohol does literally take, take that mindfulness component, um, 
out of the picture. So being careful there, but we definitely can use mindfulness and our choice to do it. So if one of your habits is maybe, you know, limiting the, the, the times of week that you have wine or the amount of wine, things like that, if we can incorporate mindfulness before we actually do the action, um, then that's going to help keep us present in the moment and make sure that we're making decisions aligned with how we want to feel ultimately um, the next day, you know, 30 minutes after doing the thing and how we want to reach our goals. So, you know, being present in the moment, asking why you're reaching for the chips, why are you reaching for the wine? Why are you reaching for the chocolate bar? Whatever it is, just being really clear on why you're doing the thing. And this is just a good opportunity for you to, to force your brain to pause. So mindfulness being uh, mastering the art of the pause, this forces your brain to be mindful. This forces your brain to be present. This forces your brain to be engaged. And it also forces you to do some deeper inquiry um, with yourself as to asking yourself why, Um, especially when we're doing dealing with emotional and stress eating, right? We're dealing with loneliness, we're dealing with sadness. Um, you know, you can check in and, and what kind of what kind of thoughts, what kind of feelings, what kind of emotions am I trying to avoid um, by essentially numbing out with the sweet or salty food, with the glass of wine, with whatever it is. And so, uh, you know, and this type gives you the opportunity to ask questions around why you're doing it. And if it's something that you really want to do, right? Um, you know, sometimes we're going to want to have the treat. Sometimes you're, you're going to want to relax with a glass of wine if that's something that you choose to do and that's okay. But just allowing yourself to take ownership of that choice, ownership of that decision by being really clear about why and allowing yourself to be in charge of that choice or decision rather than letting the circumstance, rather than letting the emotion dictate your actions and dictate your behaviors. So the next time you're reaching for junk food, the next time you're reaching for the wine bottle out of the fridge um, and you really don't need, want or need it, stop and ask yourself why. This replaces the action with something you do want to become a habit. Um, so, you know, you can do absolutely any, you can replace these, these quote, less desirable habits with absolutely anything, you know, going for a walk, doing a breathing exercise, um, a meditation, uh, making some choices that are more aligned with your goal, but also making the biggest habit, um, one of checking in with yourself and getting really clear on what you actually want to do rather than being at the mercy of some automated subconscious action that you've been doing for a long time or something that's kind of taking control of you. And this is a great way to take back control over your health and your decisions. So uh, one thing that I, I do like to do, uh, I've actually recently in the Strong Mamas and Macros uh, Facebook community made a little challenge around meditation. And so that's actually something that I've been starting to do and not even in a formal way, right? Not even getting out a meditation cushion and do have one, um, but just allowing that a moment to close my eyes and breathe and connect to my body. And, and again, just asking these questions around what am I feeling? Uh, what's around me? You know, this is something that you don't have to make an announcement over. Nobody has to really know what you're doing. Um, what's going on around me? Um, you know, what kind of thoughts are, are in my head? What kind of emotions? What kind of stress am I deal with, dealing with? And what am I trying to avoid? Um, if, you know, meditation is not your thing and, and it's available to you, going for a walk, you know, kind of like processing some energy, processing some emotions. And again, just giving yourself that little buffer between 
having the circumstance and you doing the action, creating that buffer, allowing your, yourself to pause and be able to, to be present, be able to be mindful and be engaged with, with who you are working to become. Um, you know, same with breathing exercise or, or just making any kind of choice that aligns better with your goal. So um, I'd love to know what what habits you're trying to break. Um, what habits are you trying to create for yourself? Uh, let me know. If you're not a member of the Strong Mamas and Macros Facebook community, I would love to know more about you. I'd love to know what you're trying to accomplish, um, what you're struggling with, and, and how I could be better support for you. Um, this is uh, this is being recorded in September in real time, but in October, we are going to be running um, the Strong Mamas and Macros four-week group coaching program. It's all about helping you get a jump start on building these healthy habits, getting um, some weight loss, getting some wins um, in a four-week program with no tracking, no counting macros involved in this program. Um, this is a great way to get a jump start on those healthy habits that you want to create way before January 1st and, and help you get some quick wins and help you get some momentum before the holiday season is upon us. So um, if you're not already a member, make sure you head over to Facebook and join the group. There's a link on my website, updogwellnessandfitness.com. Would love to hear from you. Would love to learn more about you. And I will talk to you guys again soon.